friends, my name is Caitlin Matchy, and I would like to welcome you to The Thought Maze. Thank you so much for joining me today. So today is a really important lesson for those of us who not only struggle with mental health issues ourselves, but also have others close to us who also struggle with mental health issues. And that is recognizing the signs of a mental health crisis and how to deal with them. And I'm not just talking about somebody else. I'm talking about yourself as well. If you are dealing with a mental health crisis, the two big things that are necessary to help whoever get through this crisis is understanding and support. And we're going to go through some strategies to providing those things for, again, yourself or anyone else around you who may be going through a crisis. So I guess a good place to start would be, you know, defining what a mental health crisis is. I know a lot of people, when they think of a mental health crisis, they automatically think of suicide. And that's not always the case. Yes, it is many times, but that's not always the case. A mental health crisis could come in many different forms. So the basic definition of a mental health crisis is when someone is in danger of harming themselves or others. And that could take the form of substance use, of course, suicidal ideations or behaviors, self-injury, homicidal thoughts and behaviors. But it can also just be as simple as somebody not being able to take care of themselves anymore or not being able to function as a member of society. So because mental health crises um, can come in so many different forms, you may ask yourself, well, how am I supposed to know if somebody is having a crisis? And there are a lot of different signs and a lot of different um, triggers. So some signs that you may want to look out for or the person being unable to complete daily tasks like getting dressed or bathing. If they are, you know, verbally saying, writing or insinuating that they would like to harm themselves or die. Many times we take for granted when somebody is calling out for help. And somebody will insinuate that they may have these feelings and we ignore them. We think that they don't mean it or they'll get over it. So really taking those signs seriously, Uh, withdrawing from family and friends, showing impulsive or reckless behaviors or aggressive behaviors, having dramatic shifts in mood, sleeping or eating patterns, not going to work or school, missing appointments or important social events, losing interest in activities that they previously were extremely involved in, not leaving the house, and tying up loose ends like, you know, giving away items, organizing a will, or uh, paying off debts. These are all some really common signs of somebody who is going through a mental health crisis. And triggers, unfortunately, could be anything, really. Obviously, stressful situations and traumatic situations are going to be big triggers. Somebody going through 
a divorce or the loss of family or friends, the loss of a job. And it could be something less than that. It could be a number of things that build up. That's why recognizing these signs is really important. Because it may not be just one large event that sets somebody off or puts them on a path towards possible destructive behaviors. So we've talked about what a mental health crisis is and how to recognize the signs. So what do you do when someone is going through a mental health crisis? Number one, and I already mentioned this, what did I say? The very first of the podcast, I said that understanding and support are the two main things to getting somebody through a mental health crisis. Do not let this person go through it alone. And I also mean if that's you. Do not go through it alone. You may think that you can handle it. You may think that you may not want to burden somebody else with whatever you're going through. But I can 100% tell you that anybody would rather sit with you and talk you through a crisis rather than attend your funeral. I mean that sincerely. So if you're going through a crisis, reach out. Do not be alone. Do not trust yourself to be alone during a crisis. And if you know somebody, if you recognize these signs in someone else, don't let them go through it alone. Whether they say that they can handle it or whether they say they need you or not, don't give them that choice. Because support networks are what help people survive any type of crisis. And there are so many resources available for anybody who's going through a crisis and You know, if you don't really know what to do, if somebody that you love is going through a crisis, yeah, it can be really overwhelming. And you're like, well, where do I even start? There are so many ways to help. I'm hoping by now most of you have heard, not only from outside sources, but also I tag it at the end of each of my podcast episodes, that there is a mental health helpline. And the number for it is 988 And you can call that helpline, you can text it, you can chat online. You know, it doesn't have to be you that's going through the crisis. It can be if you know somebody who's going through a crisis, they can provide support and help you make decisions on how to help this person. So I recommend that that is your number one step to finding support is calling the 988 helpline. Sometimes it's, you know, it's a, it's a huge emergency. Like, you need to deal with it right now. And you may feel like calling 911 is your only option. And that's fine. If you feel like you can't wait long enough to call 988, then, of course, calling 911 is, is helpful. So if you feel that you have to call 911, that it is an absolute urgent emergency. NAMI, which is the National Alliance on Mental Illness, recommends that you inform the operator that you're dealing with a psychiatric emergency and ask for an officer who is trained in crisis intervention. This will hopefully, you know, we've heard, unfortunately, events in the news where 
officers have responded to a mental health crisis and it doesn't go well for the victim because not everybody is trained to deal with these types of situations and people who are dealing with a mental health crisis don't always know how to respond to the commands of officers and they're not always entirely aware of the environment around them and that puts them at risk if someone is demanding certain responses. So making sure that you're putting that information out up front when the call is made could be the difference between life and death for the person who is dealing with the crisis. And at the very least, it will maybe help eliminate some confusion when the response is is given. And then, of course, you know, again, kind of another emergency situation where you just don't have the time to wait it is okay to get the person to the emergency room. And again, just kind of giving that information up front will help hopefully reduce some confusion, which really the person in the crisis does not need confusion um, because there is probably enough confusion going on. So just trying to make the situation go as smoothly and calmly as possible will really benefit everybody. So that's, of course, immediate responses, right? If something is currently going on. But how do we hopefully, you know, fend off these mental health crises? Really, we just need to break down stigma as a society. We need to promote the idea of self-care because we, especially here in America, we run ourselves ragged all the time. And we don't always stop to check in with ourselves to see exactly what we need until it is far too late. And we need to better promote self-care. And of course, we've been doing a lot of work, and I'm so happy to see that. But we still have a long way to go. And of course, we need to reduce the stigma of seeking help. We need to encourage people to go out and seek help long before it becomes a crisis. It gives them a chance to develop coping mechanisms and maybe relieve some of the stress that is building up and identify signs in themselves. And then, of course, you know, I, I, <laughs> I'm i a big believer that everybody should be in therapy, right? Because I think therapy is the greatest, but... You know, even if you don't feel like you're necessarily needing help yourself, right? Going to therapy and educating yourself will help you know how to support the people around you if anybody is in a crisis or even when they're not in a crisis yet, when you just kind of see changes in them or, you know, stressful situations the more you educate yourself on how to deal with those, the more you're able to support them. So say you're in the middle of dealing with a mental health crisis with a friend or a family member or even a stranger on the street. What do you do? Because your actions can influence the outcome. I don't mean to put pressure on anybody, but it's true. 
the first thing is to intervene immediately and don't sit back and hope that it's going to resolve on its own because there's a very good chance that it won't. And do you want to take that risk when there is somebody's life on the line here? Don't focus on the future. Don't tell them to think about what's going to happen next year. What's going to happen even tomorrow? Focus on right now. How they're feeling, what they're doing right that moment. They don't need the extra stress of thinking about the future. Or thinking about what they could miss. Just focus on the right now. And build hope. Because nobody who is going through a mental health crisis, hope is a stranger to them. And it's a very good chance that they don't believe there is any hope. That things will always be the way that they are. So your job is to show them that there is always hope. Make sure you focus on the underlying cause of the crisis. I've talked about this many times before. You can focus on the symptoms, but until you eliminate the underlying cause, you're not going to get rid of the disorder. So why are they feeling the way that they are? What's led them to this point? Either one event or multiple events. Because when you can help them walk through why they're feeling the way they are and what's caused them to get to this point, then maybe you can help help them take steps on resolving those issues. Helping them build self-image and self-confidence. Many people may not believe that they are worth saving, that they are good enough to remain on earth, that their families and friends will be better off without them. Believe me, I've been there. And your job will be to tell them that that's not true. They have so much to live for, whether they can see it at that moment or not. When you're going through this process, you have three main rules. Be less authoritative, less controlling, and less confrontational. It may be easy for you to think that you're just going to kind of take control of the situation and tell them what to do. But you want to give them a sense of control. Because... When someone is in a mental health crisis, chances are they feel out of control with their lives. And this crisis is their way of coping or not coping. So you want to give them the sense that they have control of their fate while also making sure that they're not harming themselves. It's a delicate balance, I know. I'm not saying that any of this is easy, but just be there for them. Listen to them. So many people in crisis just don't feel heard. Just listen to what they have to say. Listen to their hurts. Be the shoulder that they cry on. Sometimes just being heard can make all the difference. So maybe the immediate danger is over. It is, of course, important for this person to go seek professional help. Go to therapy. I'll say this so many times in my podcast. Go to therapy. Because there are so many therapy options out there. 
to help you address these underlying causes that are leading to this crisis. And as I've already said, that is what is going to resolve the crisis in the long term, especially, is addressing the underlying causes. And that sometimes takes a long time, weeks, months, years. And going to a professional can help at least start the process. But no matter what, whoever has gone through the crisis can recover. There is hope. And going to therapy, going to a support group, whatever you think is best for you, that is going to be your stepping stone to recovery and to building resilience so that hopefully you never have to deal with this ever again. Or if you do, you have tools, you have people who will have your back and who can help you recover faster the next time. So as we wrap up, just remember to look out for the signs of mental health crisis in yourself and others. And get help, even if it's not with a professional right away, although I think you should at some point, run to somebody, tell somebody, whether it's a friend or a family member or just getting a hold of the 988 helpline where you can talk to somebody who has experience in dealing with issues of mental health and they can point you in the right direction and help you get through whatever you need to get through with as little damage to yourself or others as possible. But if you're listening to me right now and any of this strikes a chord with you, please speak up. You are always welcome to reach out to me and I am here to listen. But I know that some of you may not know me and you may ask yourself why you would tell a complete stranger the problems that you're dealing with right now. And that's fine. If not me, find somebody who you can talk to and just find someone for support. Doesn't matter who it is because that support is going to make the difference in your recovery and how quickly you get through this crisis. But even if you're not dealing with a crisis right now, let's work together to reduce the stigma And to develop a supportive community and environment for people who are not so lucky. Let's be there for them and let's be there for each other. So my friends, I'll wrap up this episode with a quote from the great Selena Gomez. You may be broken, but you do not have to stay broken. Thank you so much, my friends. And I'll talk to you next week. week on the thought maze i have a special guest coming on who's going to talk about how meditation can help your mental health and why probably everything you know about meditation is wrong catch us next week on the thought maze the thought maze is recorded and produced by caitlin matchy please remember if you have an immediate mental health need The mental health hotline is available anytime. Please call or text 988.